0: Clear. We are the weirdos. I am God. What? I tried to warn
1: her. Hi friends and welcome back to ox Tyrion for a very special birthday episode. I say very special because it's my birthday.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and this is not season one or two. It's just birthday.
0: No, this it's just birthday. Um, it is an interstitial. It is a bonus episode. It is a we couldn't miss Sam's... We couldn't miss the occasion of Sam's birthday to bring you this because simply because Sam insisted that this be his birthday episode. And I think it's so it's very important that you, Sam, specifically
1: (laughs) explain myself,
0: tell people what it is we are gathered here for today.
1: We are here to discuss the nobody's seen it horror movie classic, My Super Psycho Sweet 16 from the year 2009. Every girl dreams of turning sixteen.
0: I only turned sixteen months, so my party has to be perfection.
1: And celebrating in style.
0: My friends are gonna freak when they find
1: out I reopened the roller dome.
0: This is a this is a, a silent night situation where it feels like 09 is a little late for what's happening here. It does. And also another re- a reason um, beyond. Other things that you likely may not have seen this movie is because this is an MTV original film. Right. Capitalizing on their brand of My Super Sweet 16, which does they, have its own proper movie, which does feature Allie and AJ, as it says in the beginning credits when I was watching the start of it, Allie and AJ, not Allie Machalka and AJ Machalka, Allie and AJ Machalka. and AJ. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And um, that's so a real this, Mary
1: Kate and Ashley Olson, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Just, yeah, just
1: giving them that kind of credit.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like spouses. Like <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. last name given. Um, yeah, this is a this is a first in a series of my super sweet psycho my super psycho sweet sixteens that MTV did. So if you go to find it. Uh, I, I only, as you said, Sam, look, I looked it up on iTunes to access it. That was the only place I could find it. And because it's an episode of television, you buy it. So I now own for $3.99 the episode.
1: And um, what a steal.
0: What a steal.
1: You will have that episode forever, forever Jordan. Ever now. And you're welcome. You know, it's, it's my birthday gift to you.
0: That's right. <laughs> the, Sam wins best gift. Sam wins best gift on his own birthday.
1: I got to tell you all about this movie because it's, mm-hmm. it's in, first of all, the, the concept must have been like... <clears throat> So, my super sweet sixteen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That show is so odd. It, it premiered in two thousand five. Oh it was such a big deal. It had mm-hmm. multiple spinoffs. Yep. They even had a celebrity version, by the way. That Allie and AJ were oh, on.
0: I, I don't remember Allie and AJ. The, I remember. I don't know how deep into the celebrity episodes they were doing it, or if they had started the the spinoff proper yet. But I remember when they featured CeeLo. They, they featured CeeLo oh. Green's daughter. And I feel like she was one of the earlier celebrities to do it before it became like a proper franchise segment oh, on Oh, I its love own. that. Um, oh, yeah. I absolutely, I can't remember the name of the girl, but I like remember the first episode of my Super Sweet 16 that I saw. Like, I, I remember that franchise catalyzing.
1: And it was such a big property that whether you'd seen the show or not, you knew what the show was. It's a spoiled kid that is going to have a giant party to celebrate like their sweet 16. Yeah, and, and they're so probably at the center be an of asshole. It, they're gonna be an asshole mm-hmm. and they're gonna have a lot of demands. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen the Bratz movie, the live action Bratz movie, which of course I have, then <laughs> yeah. you've seen an episode of my super sweet 16.
0: That's a great point. No, I'm taking care of it right now. I'm going over there. When I saw Maggie with an invitation that I did not hand
1: to her, I flipped a um, a Where'd you get that? To the car, what? Where'd you get that? Uh Lindsay Henry. I did not give you one. Um that is just The exact, that protagonist copied and pasted. (laughs) So what's incredible about this film is that it already existed, right? Like the movie version, as you said, in 2007. But it's Mm -hmm. like they were like, hmm, how else can we milk this property? Mm -hmm. Okay, what if we add the word psycho to an existing IP? Huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone? Everybody's
1: like, fuck it. We've done everything else.
0: We've done everything else. Yeah. We've we've done done it all. We have real world, we have road rules, we have real world versus road rules, we have real world here, we have road rules there, we have all, we have the competition shows, we have all of that. Let's start, let's start Taco Bell menuing the My Super Sweet 16 franchise and just rewrap this shit, same ingredients over and over again.
1: Now, I don't know, I did not see this in real time. I was aware of it because I was a little bit obsessed with Chris Ilka, who plays Brig, (laughs) B-R-I-G-G, friends.
0: Chris Zilka is so specifically 2000s that he was engaged to Paris Hilton in the recent past.
1: Mm -hmm. He's so tied to the the 2000s that he mm -hmm. was in the 10 Things I Hate About You Made for TV reboot.
0: He is, (laughs) he is, the look, the styling, he Mm -hmm. is straight out of the factory of what, a 2000s hunky boy should look like. That Abercrombie... I was just going to... Yeah.
1: Because MTV took one of those machines that you aim at a magazine and it brings whatever's on the page to life and that mm-hmm. was... They took an Abercrombie catalog and Chris Zilko was made a man.
0: It was... That is... he is He is a weird science level collection of physical attributes... Like mm-hmm. it is it, it is TV executives in the 2000s doing the weird science game and out from the mist comes the the very handsome Chris Zilka.
1: So what's incredible about this movie, first off, is that they never like Chris Zilka's face. They don't have to, because as my good friend Margo watching it says, it's like looking into the sun.
0: He, Chris Zilka emits his own source of light.
1: <laughs> he, he, so
0: he emits his own, like I'm talking about him like I worship him. I, yeah, no. He, I have I'm not no, even. I have no real opinion on Chris Zilka. Just the fact it's... of he's like He's to me, he's like like Chris Carmack from the OC, like the 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 hot Abercrombie model boy from the first season of that show, who I think is like Marissa's old boyfriend. To me, Chris Zilka is like the is like the the silly putty version of him of Chris Carmack. Like, you know what? We want that look exactly, but we want a little bit more aggressively california Mm sun-kissed the particular kind of gold not his hair is not blonde his hair is gold the particular kind of gold of his hair the tan of his skin the the kind of even the size of his features and the space that they Mm -hmm. take up on his face he's he's a creation cut from a mold
1: Thank M- you for coming M- to this episode of Chris Zilka. <laughs> yes. um, I'm your host, Sam Weinman. Could there uh, be
0: anything more... Th- that, there could, be, could there okay. be anything more aughts, Tyrion, than saying welcome to an episode of Chris Zilka?
1: I have to tell you two things about Chris. Um, my good friend Chris, who I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. One, while he was dating Lucy Hale, I remember finding his MySpace... Or was either his MySpace or his Instagram? And it was just... There were no pictures of him. Just sad paintings. Very <gasps> sad paintings with, like... <laughs> with With really, like emotional like almost poetry attached if i could go back in time and just screenshot that okay fact number two this is well this isn't a fact this is a rumor i don't know i read somewhere Uh that uh during season two of american horror story ryan murphy cast chris zilka as a patient called like he was supposed to play the most beautiful man alive but chris zilka wouldn't cut his hair so they cut the character from the show completely
0: I mean, don't how know long if it's true. His fucking hair. I like, don't know. I, I mean, like, who knows?
1: I only knew he was painting at that time. I had no <laughs> idea what his hair was.
0: Right.
1: He could have been a pony. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, Chris Chris Zilka, like Ali Machalka, is a figure so um, physically of that era, like in the way that they just perfectly, like hand in glove, for how their physicality could match, could be paired with the aesthetic of the two thousands. He could very well be in literally every movie we have discussed on this show and will discuss on this show and uh-huh. it would make sense. All of them. And he, he could be so in all of them.
1: For people at home right now who are like, why this movie? Because if uh, here's what you did. You spent the $399, you pressed rent, you watched the first minute and you were like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. They have the, Sam Weinman has led me astray. <laughs> he's done you, it
0: he's done it he, again. He
1: fucking did that thing. Cause I know, look, I know. I get excited about things that are good. And I'll take that one minute, and it'll be worth it for me, whatever that minute is. Right. And I'll tell you, it's not it's not minute one, because what we yeah. get. It- In minute one of this movie is a setup of Madison, who is Mm -hmm. the archetypical mean girl. Um, She's touring this shutdown facility, supposedly. We only really see like a from the floor shot up to her. And it's so overexposed.
0: Madison, who is just not Amanda Bynes.
1: Not Amanda Bynes, but might be the girl from the Bratz live action movie. Again, really.
0: (laughs) She's the Bratz live action rendition of Amanda Bynes
1: um played by uh her name by the way oh whitest name ever madison penrose Played madison by
0: madison penrose
1: juliana gill i want to say who was also yep. in uh the friday the 13th movie so My that least year
0: favorite of the 2000s remakes of the super properties is that one the only thing i remember about that movie is that daniel panabaker's in it because i love daniel panabaker for very well years.
1: and willa ford
0: and will afford. Don't, don't,
1: don't will you're afford right. a Not on this podcast.
0: You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And <laughs> I even have, I have even sent you the last the you photo and you have. The, reveling in that of being like, shit, will afford.
1: We're here for it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so listen, Madison Penrose, yeah. having a good year. Character yeah. of Madison. So, so this, is, so she's 16 and she's mm-hmm. like, I am going to reopen this roller rink. And mm-hmm. then they shot, and it is just, it is so poorly shot. You know, they shot it after because they it's did some test bad. screening with, with eight fucking white men in the middle of nowhere who were like, I don't know how this connects. So they <laughs> shot this extra piece of garbage and tacked yeah. it onto the beginning. We didn't need it.
0: It makes them, it makes what you're about to see look so cheap. Yep. The movie punches, I mean, the, the movie, um, as we will discuss, should have been given more resources. But it definitely punches above the weight that is established. Yes. By that opening shot, throughout the rest of the movie.
1: So what follows is, of course, because this is an odds horror film. Mm-hmm. What follows immediately? A flashback.
0: A, very, a, a flashback to a very sad mystery.
1: A flashback to a
0: very sad mystery. <laughs> yep. yep.
1: It is, and it is up to you to solve it. <laughs> yeah. It's up to you and tub thumping
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by Chumbawamba
1: because. Yep. They are committing. This is a period piece within a period piece, which you yep. know I love.
0: I love that, especially it is a- because it is it is the same period, but an earlier iteration of that period. So the movie is 2009, but it's cutting back to 10 years earlier. So it's taking, so it's putting you either in 1998 or 2009, all of which falls under the scope of this podcast.
1: We are getting we are getting full austere on this episode, friends. Yep. When you get to the basement, by the way of this of this it is mm-hmm. so green. There is so much lens flare. Oh you are just wow. like, oh, of course, this is the odds. Everybody's mm-hmm. wet. The uh-huh. skin is dripping. <laughs> yeah. So here's the basic setup. Everybody's and this...
0: fucking mean.
1: Everybody's so mean. Mm-hmm. So there's this roller rink and this guy that dresses like a knight as the mascot. And mm-hmm. he gives people cakes at their birthday. And this shitty teenager is like, Show. here to make sure that you have a super birthday. How, dad you paid 15 bucks for this dude <laughs> oh. sorry your majesty looks like the cake dropped just like hits the cake out of his hands yeah. and he's just like being a total fuck ass and then like so afterwards we cut to the teenager and his girlfriend at the roller rink by the way he's still being shitty
0: yeah he's still being shitty
1: and the night guy comes back and fucking kills him like he mm. should. Okay.
0: I mean, yeah. At this point, he's been an asshole. He's been abusive to the guy who manages this roller rink, who's just doing his job. And he's, he's in, just doing like, his job. He's in the Lord of the Rink costume to oh, bring Lord out of the birthday rink! cake. Yes. Lord of the Rink to bring out this birthday cake, and he's. You know, and his daughter's really excited about it. The daughter obviously will factor in. His daughter's there with him. She practically lives at this rink, probably with her dad. And she's like, "Dad, it's time. It's time." Because obviously, she loves to see her dad go out in the night suit and like do the Lord of the Ring thing. That probably like really delights her. And this kid humiliates him. So then later, that kid and his girlfriend fucking break and enter back into the roller rink.
1: Completely uncalled for. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm still team Dad night
0: here. Oh yeah, no. Where they meet, where they meet medieval justice mm-hmm. and roller rink dad murders them
1: so what's interesting about this moment by the way for friends watching at home you have just rented the <laughs> yep. unrated version of the movie now what aired on mm. tv is a pg-13 version of this i this, was
0: taken aback at how bloody this, this was this movie knowing is it was made so for TV.
1: violent it, it is so aggressive there is so much blood and it's done well it's the, done well
0: Best parts of
1: this movie Mm -hmm. are the kills. It's unbelievable.
0: Objectively, the gore the the horror violence in this movie, strong. The knight
1: takes one of those jousting things and jabs it through the kid's head and it comes out his mouth. Okay, so this is where we are. Now if you're watching on TV, you're not seeing all of this.
0: That is Yeah. Okay.
1: This is the this is the extra, extra version. So that's so I want to plant that seed so if yeah. you if you are at home and somehow you caught this on MTV you still haven't seen it go you back still and haven't watch seen it.
0: it that's true it's true okay
1: so now they cut away and what you see is his daughter mm-hmm. drops like a, a fucking cordless phone love it yeah um, on the ground because she has called 911 the police come rushing in very quickly because very fast like our girl in the quiet the police are obviously out in the driveway
0: yeah <laughs> yeah they're monitoring the rink
1: immediately um and then they rush in and arrest him now what is interesting what is very odds about this sad mystery is then they give us all the credits over top of news footage yep. and you hear like it's like psh, psh, the body's burned beyond recognition psh, yep. psh, history of mental illness I mean it is everything Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like an odds film will give you about like the the guy the the killer yeah but what I want to bring up is the history of mental illness part but I think it, I think
0: it's crucial to say too that when the cops apprehend him, they find him standing over a barrow filled with human remains because he's killed four more teens. Oh, thank so you. He's killed four other teenagers at this point um, that were surely also shitty to him. But it wasn't just the heat of the moment; these two teenagers on that one very bad day. And then he's apprehended. There's going to be like a trial and probably everything. But like in some sort of prisoner transfer, for some reason he is in transit with law enforcement. There's an accident. Body in a very hitcher moment.
1: We can yeah. only assume that Sophia Bush showed up and you know the thing turned on. Its side and she lit it on fire. Grace would have saved
0: the day, Um, but because
1: the bodies are burned beyond recognition, we don't know.
0: We don't know for sure.
1: It it thus sets up the sad mystery. Yeah. So we cut to present day, Mm -hmm. and what we have are high school mean girl dynamics. We've got Mm -hmm. now we see Madison with you know her two obviously obligatory two like side characters Karen and Gretchen, and then um, and then we get we get to meet our lead Mm -hmm. uh, Sky. Who Sky. Sky.
0: All time heroin name
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt mashed up with Ashley Simpson. Fair, fair. She, she is, she is so seen that I have to stop and tell you what scene is. So <laughs> back in the odds for those who were too young to know this, um, there was a there was a period of time where you would describe somebody as seen, which mm-hmm. means kind of means music scene, but it doesn't mean you listen to music. Uh-huh, it okay. ac- it just means that you. Uh, dye your hair jet black that you mm. flat iron it to death that you use it you use an upper and lower uh eyeshadow, yeah. or sorry uh, eyeliner and you give yourself a smoky eye mm-hmm. it means that you're usually wearing all black but you can also have black and white you may have like a red lip
0: right yeah yeah
1: um it think like mm, i guess like hayley williams Paramore season one
0: yeah very <laughs> you like know first iteration like warped tour
1: yes warped so, tour so we're getting full and it's it's Ashley Simpson pieces of you or pieces of me. Yeah. But not Ashley Simpson I am me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, it's Ashley Simpson when she still looked like Pete Wentz.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's when, scene. when they were a merged when they were a couple. Yes. Basically.
1: When we meet Madison or sorry, when we meet Skye, uh, we get to see all of her artwork in her room because she yeah. is a she is a woman who emotes. So yeah. she has a lot of feelings. She listens. She obviously listens to Dashboard Confessional, something corporate. She's got the whole gambit. She's
0: obviously an outsider.
1: And on her wall is all of her like her amazing art. By the way, yeah. the art on the walls. The actress really did them. That's her art in she's real life. She's
0: Very talented, right? She's very talented. Those were very I know.
1: Good. I wow. love that. Okay. Um. So she's an outsider in the school, and what's great is mm-hmm. I think her performance is so good. She is believably. Actually, it's really good. It's it's like you're watching her and you're like, oh, okay. You yeah. didn't have to go this far, but you did. Yeah. So, what the meat cute between her and Chris yeah, Zilka? I made
0: you skip over mental illness. I think I don't want to. Like oh. you were about to talk about that. Okay.
1: Well, the movie sets up the theme of mental illness well by doing the typical thing that, uh, like, kind of demonizing mental illness in yeah. in the uh, in the intro and pairing it with a killer. But what's really interesting here is that the reason why she's an outsider is really the idea of mental illness Mm. people are afraid of her because her father was a killer
0: yeah and they're like psycho psycho like they're constantly she's called crazy she's she's called insane the only reason brig would talk to a psycho like you is if he felt sorry for you
1: somebody says oh you didn't take your pills today like that kind of thing yeah they're being aggressively mean with the implication that she's, I mean, she the, she is carrying trauma. She mm-hmm. is legitimately carrying trauma, and so is her performance, which is yeah. incredible. I mean, I I really think that it's it, it it shows that she is processing the thing that she's going through, mm-hmm. while also receiving that stigma, that mm-hmm. very stigma that the movie purports at first to be playing with in a fun way. But I think it's kind of knowing. Mm. So she walks up to Chris Zilka, um, who's being harassed by one of the football players, in like, well, aggress, not harassed. Sorry.
0: I He's am so being excited. complimented. I'm so excited to, I've been very, I've been waiting specifically to talk about this scene with you because I want to hear how you feel about it. And then I, and and then I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it
1: because this is an arts horror film. Mm-hmm. We have to have that moment of cool homophobia. Yes. So what happens is Chris Silka looking all handsome, has this, like this jock being like uh, giving him a bunch of compliments, but like yeah. aggressively, aggressively. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, dude. You're break. You're cool. You're good looking. You're funny. You've got it all, man.
0: The talents that he's the the compliments that he's giving him in this really eager way, where you do feel that homosocial yes. bond coming off of that. You you feel a sort you of you feel it. De, you, you know feel it's there. A desire coming off of
1: well. And the listen, friend. to be fair, everybody's desiring. Even it doesn't. I don't care how straight you are. You're watching you know, this and you're like everybody Krisilka. wants
0: break. Everybody wants
1: Chris. My God. Yeah. So. So then, um, so when Sky walks up, she says something and you think, oh, she's she's making a homophobic joke at the expense of this guy. Hey, hey, weirdo. Leave her alone. Man. No, not know. You'd give your left nut to do it with this guy, wouldn't you?
0: Sounds like you'd give your left nut to do with him. <laughs>
1: what'd, you, what'd you say, freak show? But she follows it up with... Nothing, I just think Brick can do better than a quarterback like you. Not only is she not saying, she's not making fun of him for being gay, she's saying... No, dude, he can just do better because you're a piece of shit.
0: But then, like, I, and I, I, I thought this, I laughed at this. Scene. I One. love this joke.
1: He looks at Chris Silka and, or he looks at her, he looks at Sky and says, screw you. And then he looks at Chris Silka and goes, see you at practice.
0: <laughs> no, no, you are skipping over the most important part of this. Oh, jam. tell me He tell looks me. at Sky and he says,
1: oh, ha ha ha, funny <laughs> idiot. I'm not a quarterback. I'm a receiver. Oh! <laughs> and Sky right.
0: looks at him and just kind of with a knowing glance, just is like,
1: <laughs> I bet you are.
0: <laughs> he, the receiver, is needlessly, uselessly just targeting Sky and bullying her, just yes. being really mean. So she's like, she's heard what he said, and she's like, you know, I just think uh, Brig can do better than you. Because, like, hey, you're sitting here lavishing all these compliments on him. All I'm saying is he can punch up higher than you right in front of him. Yep. Teeing him up to walk himself and uh, to to either implicate himself in what he is kind of really saying about Brig or to backtrack from it sheepishly and prove that he's, like, not comfortable or self-aware enough yet to lean into the implications of what he was actually just saying to his friend who he clearly like thinks is attractive and like maybe has some feelings for i'm not saying this kid's gay maybe he's bi maybe he's just working some stuff out maybe this is his best friend i don't know she just called him a bottom is all all she did was call him a bottom and that's that's not an insult
1: so i'm going to tell you this is that Is that a little bit... Is there some homophobic humor in this movie? Yeah. Did I love it? Every minute of it.
0: I did. Every fucking minute. I watched it. I I laughed at the jokes and not even in like a groaner kind of way. I was like... (laughs) No.
1: It it worked. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to take your homophobia and I'm going to use it against you and uh, while being a total ally.
0: (laughs) While being a total ally, you don't get the sense... In any mo at any moment, even from Brig, that neither no, Brig nor neither Sky one. is judging the put like the putting his foot in it moment from the friend yep. for being like like you don't feel like the f word is just hanging in the air over anybody in that scene. They're just laughing at him stumbling over himself to be like oh god no homo like that's all right. they are laughing at is his inability to meet the moment. And then they have their moment of bonding, Brig and Sky, where it's like
1: That was sweet. Yeah, well, Kevin makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. It's a great way, exchange. And Brig and Sky have amazing chemistry. They because do. I, I normally in these teen movies, I fucking hate it's like Hot Jock meets Outsider Girl, who's, like, super hot, too. Yeah, it's Lady like,
0: Boggs is already hot. She's just wearing glasses.
1: Right. In this, it's really believable. Like, she mm. looks like a scene girl that's kind of, like, doing her own thing. And he's just, like, realizing, hey, you're really cool. So they start a th- hanging out.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing I appreciate about this movie is that we don't need to waste any real estate nope. on a Thank redemption you. arc for Thank Brig. You. He's just a nice guy from the start. He's
1: just like, a nice guy. And is, you even want to suspect him.
0: Yeah. You you really you're looking you're waiting for the moment for him to betray the trust you've gotten in him. You, you've invested in him because right. you're like, oh, they're doing this to me so they can trick me later on because he's not actually a nice guy because he couldn't be because he, he, they, they so rarely are in these contexts, particularly in this era. But like from the start, it's just like, no, he's actually just he just lives the life of somebody who looks like what Chris Zilka would live in high school. Uh-huh. He's a football player. He's hot. When he goes to he, Starbucks,
1: they give him drinks for free. They like give that's him gotta for free. be it, right? He
0: dated Madison. He, he dated Madison <laughs> because of course he dated Madison. Right. And then he broke up with Madison because he was like, You're a huge bitch. And he was immediately casting eyes on Sky because he's like, I'm into you. And he's yes. self conscious, he's unself consciously into her yes. the entire time. And actually, I love I love the moment in this movie where she They make plans to hang out, but it's the night of Madison's birthday. So she knows that, fuck, like, he's probably not going to hang out. He's probably going to cancel on me because he's got to go to Madison's birthday. And he doesn't really like me. He's just, like, taking advantage of me or something. And there is that great moment on the porch at Skye's house where she's like, fine, look, no, it's totally okay. Just go to the party, whatever. I get it. And they're having this, like, awkward teen back and forth. And then he just grabs her. And kisses her and does something we so rarely see in any movie involving romance, which is he just clearly communicates in the moment and early. And he just says,
1: I like you, Sky. And I want to spend more time with you. I just have to go to this party. And and after that, you and me are going to go out. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like,
0: that was an incredibly reasonable and sincere thing to say
1: he did the right thing he was like he yep. like nobody ever does this in these movies nobody he, like course, he shows up in person instead of calling he yep. says i want to spend time with you yep. but i realize this isn't the place because guess yep. what taking her to his ex's thing for show that would be something a douchebag jock could do but like yep. sorry to appropriate their words of yeah, what yeah. they, yeah but like that's the character type they're saying he is yes. but he's not he's saying no. i'm gonna go do this thing and we'll hang out after and mm-hmm. she's like I mean, I'm stunned. This yeah, guy is no, like, oh my God. I was God.
0: taken aback. I was like, wait, did that incredibly rational moment of two <laughs> people communicating in a like kind of rom com situation just happen? Like we're not going to plant confusion and subterfuge at nope. the outset of this movie to have to deal with that as a plot element later? Nope. No, he's just expressing himself. He's being honest. He's not having to treat her like a dirty secret. Nope. He just has this obligation. That so, makes complete sense. <laughs> like,
1: which, by being totally healthy, drives mm-hmm. her to make a choice that I would totally make. <laughs> so she she calls her best she calls her best friend and she's like, "Hey, do you still want to crash that party?" Yeah, because he's she's like gonna... anybody
0: who's anybody is going to be there, and he's like, yes. he's the he's the ducky. Like he's the ducky. He's the best friend. He and he's also like he would love but, to be popular. He would love to be seen. So he's down to crash this fucking party.
1: Let's set the scene for Derek the best friend. Yes. Now, this man is wearing at the to the party, because I'm just gonna start there, he's wearing a black t-shirt with the print of a tuxedo on it because yep. he's that guy. Yep. You know, that he's, is a he, real guy. You know, he's ordering all his shirts off short woot. Yeah. <laughs> he has he has he has black framed short glasses because he listens to Weezer, and mm-hmm. he has a faux hawk. Mm-hmm. a faux, yep, hawk. The
0: faux hawk. full
1: commitment to like front to back like i mean hairspray to the nines yeah I, I he is an image of this of what he is is and once you meet him mm-hmm. his character is every man in a joss whedon movie or film yes. or tv show
0: he is he is the job he is Xander. He, he is, is the he joss is circuit. everyone
1: mm-hmm. he's like a nerdy white guy who like expects Way too much and says a couple of creepy things yep. that his female friend has to pass off as normal yep. because she's still processing her trauma mm-hmm. and doesn't realize her self-worth, which is consistently shown in her dialogue.
0: I think there is a vital, given the the, the moment that we find ourselves in, this will come out soon, so it's not like it, it will predate season two. There's an important thing, I think, to talk about here with the best friend. Yep. And that is obviously there's always been like the nerd best friend character again, the ducky. Like that, that is a, a trope that exists. I, you know, we can kind of blame John Hughes for a fair amount of that, like, love, quote unquote, lovable but expectant and kind of entitled best friend. And talking friend.
1: about her breasts, sorry. Yeah. But yeah. that friend who's going to just make that comment in a loving way
0: because you bring up Xander and Buffy. And obviously that, that gets into the nightmare of, you know, things in pieces that we have heard about for years Yes, um, involving Joss Whedon that we have heard about yep. that have been in the ether or have been sort of like outright acknowledged as, as true um, with his mistreatment of particularly actresses on the the sets of his shows, but his mistreatment of of anybody that i think that he decided to target obviously ray fisher had his issues with him on the set of justice league and that's been a whole issue with warner brothers but for the since the beginning of his career this was not something this was not a kind of behavior that joss grew into as he was emboldened with impunity this was something obviously that joss whedon brought with him to the set to the the very first big thing he did like to to buffy That was the thing that invented Joss Whedon as we know him today. And from what we've heard from Charisma Carpenter and Michelle Trachtenberg and the people speaking out in support of them, David Boreanaz issued a statement, James Marstard has issued a statement, people from the writers who have been issuing statements in support of these women speaking out. What we have in the late 90s that's a really dangerous thing that starts to happen is that ducky archetype that we see from the John Hughes verse become the weaponized nerd. Yes. The rise of the, the rise of the king shit beta nerd. Yep. Whose job is to be quote unquote like lovable. Whose whose job is to be not necessarily useful in any context because they lack skill and like strength. So what they are is, like, the brains of the operation. They're the comic relief. Mm -hmm. They're the sardonic sensibility. They know what's really
1: going on. They
0: know what's really going on. And a key way that that has manifested since that archetype became so solidly ingrained, and and Buffy and Xander Harris was a big part of that, and Joss Whedon, with with Xander as sort of the Joss... Vessel on the show, his his yes. avatar in the character. What we're told in that show is that Ja that that Xander is the heart of the Scoobies, that Xander is the heart of the group. We are explicitly told told this by the show because he has no other skills. He's not supernaturally gifted like Willow. He's no, not that's a what Slayer. He does. Yeah, he's not a slayer like Buffy. He exists to be the comic relief best friend who is purportedly the heart of the Scoobies. When he exists from the beginning, I didn't come to Buffy until later on in my life, until like my 20s. And when I started watching it, I was so immediately taken aback at the entitlement and constant undermining of Buffy by Xander. The, the shame. Constantly. He is a poison pill, but he is covered in a kind of sugar that was put over characters like him in the 90s and then going into the 2000s that made us think that that was somebody who was endearing.
1: So, where did Don... How did she come to this extremely entertaining conclusion?
0: She was hanging out with Spike. I think she has a crush on him. What? I mean, I always knew that he had this weird fixation with me. I'm the one she has a crush on. Me. There's nothing here. Let's go. It's always been me. Big funny Xander. Oh, what?
1: She suddenly decides I'm not the cool one anymore.
0: Why is that okay? That, ma- that Trojan horse. These entitled fucking dorks, who have risen to be one of the most toxic quadrants of fandom, and seek and the nice guy, bad guy that we are still untangling ourselves from. The idea of negging. And undermining and an undermining sense of humor is something that is endearing and that is adorable in in men in characters on screen. Something that should be like aspired to was has done so much damage to what we consider to be a heroic or winning kind of male character on screen. And this best friend is cut straight from the cloth so of that awful archetype.
1: You have set. You have done the ground. You've laid the groundwork. The, for the what i'm about to say because Great. that is a perfect explanation of why i love this movie. Okay. So good. we're introduced to Derek with his little faux hawk making a yep. comment immediately. Now this immediately. is his opening line. Is he comments on how he wants to lose his virginity to Sky before the end of the year. Okay, let's make a pact. If i haven't lost my virginity by the end of this semester, you'll take it from me. And then Sky says, like by force now that's how we know the movie knows Mm -hmm. now i I, now look it's the odds and a lot of times they say something like that and it's supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek and you're like well maybe they don't know so i spend the entire time being petrified that maybe maybe derek is unknowingly saying like these things like maybe they're not actually commenting but no friends you just wait because you are in good hands but for now Everything that Derek says and does mm-hmm. fucking sucks, and Sky fucking will put sucks. her head on his shoulder and kind of like be like, "Oh, you're still so sweet." Mm-hmm. It will drive you crazy.
0: Drive you crazy?
1: I'm not gonna sleep with you, Derek. Oh, come on, we're, we're best friends. Okay, best friends like sleeping with each other. Please, I do it for you. But I'm telling you, it will pay off. So for now.
0: Yeah. Because we have
1: a shit entitled best friend uh-huh. who is just trying, who ignores boundaries and is trying to, I feel like, like groom her for mm-hmm. a situation. Groom her.
0: That's what it is. Because the, the foundation of this character, the foundation of this kind of brand of character, is that it's like, hey, shouts out to all the women listening to this right now who had that... Best friend who was secretly resentful of them the entire run of their friendship because they wanted to bang you and you wouldn't, but they held you hostage with the like, I'm desperately devoted and there for you. I'm desperately (laughs) devoted to and there for you. So I'm going to manipulate you into continuing to spend your time with me, even though I will constantly kind of take it out on you in little ways and just chip at you for not giving me the thing that I feel I deserve from (laughs) our relationship.
1: To comment on your body to show up to Mm -hmm. the party and then make Mm -hmm. another comment about your body he will continue he will consistently be exactly who he is and Mm -hmm. now normally the the arc of a character like this in a movie is going to be he's going to come in and save the day so let's just put a pin in that
0: yeah let's put a pin in that
1: now you're watching this movie and you're thinking, oh my God, it's so overexposed. There's no lighting kit. Ca- like, there's no camera package here.
0: <laughs> it yeah. is
1: it is a... Somebody took a spotlight and shined it at one character at a time <laughs> yeah, and with two true. cameras just did whatever setup they could. It's and true. I will tell you, I know, I know. And it's not fair, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but despite that, the performances that are being directed mm-hmm. are great. And I want to tell you why. It's because the director directed um, the second... There, so there's this movie from 2007 called The Signal and right. the, the second it's it's put into three different parts and each part is directed by a different director. Okay. The middle part is directed by uh, Jacob Gentry, who mm-hmm. directed A.J. Bowen in an incredibly insane performance. It's, it's really it's really funny and it's brutal. It's okay. ha- almost hard to watch. But it's, I love it. And it's set at New Year's, so you know, I love a holiday horror film.
0: Right, of course.
1: So that director is given $1.5 million to make this. He does not like reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a property that is about, is centered around these kids. So and from what, what I'm we... checking
0: now, he did direct, if there are three, he directed all three by Super Psycho Sweet Sixteens. Yes. yes. Yes,
1: he did. He, d- so to put this in perspective... He does not like the kids this movie is about. <laughs> right. So I want right. you to know, going yeah. into this, the takeaway is not to celebrate my mm-hmm. super su- sweet 16. Oh, no. It is yeah. to completely satirize and yeah. literally dismember it.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: And so... As we get to this, before we get to the party, we get this really extended slow mo scene. I just want to point that out because I think it's about three plus minutes of slow mo yeah. where everything in the hallway happens in slow motion, yeah. including giving out these giant gold invitations. It's here really, for it in the
0: school hallway where Madison is gifting people the invites to her party.
1: And and by the way, the best friend in, immediately after that is is using her computer to watch porn. Yes, while, while they he's study sitting
0: right in front of her.
1: So I just just a reminder. Yeah, he's still Derek yeah he's still Derek. <laughs> so we get to this party. It is at the roller rink mm-hmm. and it is odds odds odds. you we've got we've got hair we've got and it's only in two colors. it's blonde mm-hmm. or it's black.
0: It's black yeah, uh-huh.
1: flat errands everywhere. Mm-hmm. we've got we've got a lot of exposed bellies. We've got mm-hmm. a lot of zippers down the front of any article of clothing <laughs> yeah. right A lot of centered zippers. we've got body glitter.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that was what really set it off for me is when Madison and her friends are in their stretch Land Rover on their way to the party and they get out. They're doing their, like, first best friend walks out, second best friend walks out, and of course Madison's going to be last because she's the main, she's the big act. She walks out, and when she passes, like, underneath the camera, and you see the sheen on her arm of the body glitter, I was like, oh, that, there it is. There's those aughts right there.
1: As you said, she is serving Amanda Bynes, but I would argue meets Lauren Conrad.
0: Oh, fair. Totally fair. I really I... feel like
1: it's a hybrid situation on that red carpet.
0: And shout out to Juliana Gil, Gwiel, uh in the role of Madison Penrose for Killing capably, it. capably roller skating in this movie. Because com- roller skating, hard.
1: The commitment to keeping all of their leads on roller skates for the entirety of this film. Incredible. This director, clearly, they're all on skates. Yeah. This isn't, they're not thinking it. No. <laughs> They are clunking around.
0: I can't believe they pulled off you out of the shit that they pull off on skates.
1: The, in this movie. So this brings us to what I what the moment when I knew, this is when I knew the movie was in on the in on its commentary. Okay. So we're backstage and Madison is about to make her big entrance to yep. her own party. And there's that's always a thing on these shows, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I know because I've seen the Bratz movie. Yep. So <sighs> she's gonna walk out, and the, the, the guy who does tech is back there and he, because of the way she's dressed. Yeah. A, according to him is, you know. She's in a
0: corset dress.
1: Right. She He proceeds to hit on her. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes from being like, she's kind of like brushing it off to getting oh. really, really creepy fast.
0: What? Are you sure you're 16? I don't know. You look way older to me. Thanks. Yeah.
1: And now. I got to tell you, fresh after watching both the Paris Hilton documentary and Framing Britney, Mm -hmm. I am angered rewatching this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this man represents everything Mm -hmm. about Ott's culture in Mm -hmm. this moment. This woman who's about to walk out on stage, expected to give a performance, Mm -hmm. is being harassed backstage by an older man who knows he can get away with it. But she looks at him and she goes,
0: What are you doing? (sighs) I'm a kid. Yeah.
1: I was floored because she Truly. didn't even say, I'm Truly. not interested. Yep. She didn't say, don't be a creep. She said, I'm, I'm a, a kid. kid. Yep. She reminded us that at 16 years old, she is a kid. You are at not a woman. You are years not old, a
0: young woman. You're a child.
1: At 16 years old, Britney Spears was recording Baby One More Time. She mm-hmm. was a kid. She was a kid. That's what we're being reminded of. This mm-hmm. movie puts it in your face. And mm-hmm. then Madison proceeds to walk out in front of everybody. And with a smile on her face.
0: Fucking skate it, out. Skate, well, skate out. out! Thank you. Shit. Skate out! Thank
1: you. Thank you. Wow. Don't want to not credit that. No. Well, wow, that is that is roller skating erasure. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: I I I mean I was just so impressed.
1: And and she and welcome to my party. Yep. So what elbow, we have elbow, elbow,
0: wrist, wrist. Leave the sex predator back here to mm-hmm. keep being here. He's still gonna be here. I had to neutralize the situation as a child.
1: And her performance. You feel like this you is do. not the first time this has happened to Madison. Now, what yep. we get with her character that's interesting is she is unnecessarily cruel. Yeah. She is, by all means, a fucking monster. Mm-hmm.
0: You're nothing. Nobody. You could die, and the yearbook wouldn't waste an inch of space on you. So why don't you go back to your pathetic little life?
1: In every moment Mm -hmm. when she is performing who she is, which is anytime she's around anybody else. Backstage, we get that one moment. We get that little bit of vulnerability, and we realize that she is also a victim Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of this She's also a girl
0: in this world.
1: Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Um, After that, it's all downhill for Madison. But that moment. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, we have her. She has us for a moment. And what I I really like, this movie does a good job of toying with your expectations intentionally. Like you have Brig, who is kind of kind of a perfect guy. Like Brig is just kind of great. And you are set up to believe that, like you said, that Derek is going to rise above and become the courageous best friend. Uh He never does that. He kind of sells Madison out. When he, like, he should go warn her that, like, Madison's probably going to start stalking her around the place because she, they know that she's crashed the party. But instead, a really drunk girl wants to make out with him and has made it clear, I'm really drunk and you are looking really good to me right now. And him, sober, decides he's going to capitalize on that moment and make out with the wasted girl in the basement. And he's so not here- going to go help his friend. But because he needs to hang out, with he needs to kiss the wasted girl in the basement.
1: Here's the thing about Derek. We get the setup. It almost looks like he's charming her. Like the film mm-hmm. frames it for a moment. They're framing it like, oh, Derek is hitting on this girl who wants it. Mm-hmm. But they constantly show her drinking. Yeah. And when he comes back, mm-hmm. Chris Zilka's character says to him, well, I hope she remembers it. He's like, yes. oh, I hooked up with so-and-so. And Chris Silk is like, yeah, I hope she remembers it. The movie reminds you. And
0: Derek says, I will.
1: That's when the movie's in on it. Mm-hmm. The movie reminds you, hey, Derek's a piece of shit, Derek's actually. Piece of shit. He is not the best friend that that everybody would normally think he is. Yeah, they, It really turns the tables on Derek to the point where it's like, it's showing it like it's fun and sexy, mm-hmm. and she's totally down. But remember, she's sixteen; she's a kid. She's she, just a kid.
0: She's just a kid.
1: And she and and the com- and Chris's, Chris Chris line lets us know that the that this film knows that that's not okay. I also want to add mm-hmm. the very first kill of the movie mm-hmm. is the creep backstage. Is,
0: is the is the pedo is the pedo dickhead techie backstage?
1: He is obviously worthy of it Mm -hmm. immediately this this little roller skate rolls out kind Mm -hmm. of like it's so it meets black christmas meets exorcist three with this scare (laughs) he comes out with a spear and fucking gone i mean the the violence in this film is as cruel as the odds
0: there is a beating to death with a fire extinguisher in this that I was clutching my pearls. Well, girl, is, we got to like, talk about that. There is, yeah, and I, I will say one, like to finish the point about the expectations. This movie does a really good job. Like you, you keep thinking Briggs gonna turn, but he never really does. Yep. You keep thinking Derek's gonna like have a heroic moment, but he never really does. Nope. And as much as it keeps burying Madison under the weight of her being a piece of shit, when it ends up like. The killer has unveiled himself in extraordinary fashion. Everybody runs out of the rink besides, like, our core cast. And the two people left standing in the middle of of the place are Madison and Sky. And Madison is being a complete bitch, as always. Sky's like, we've got to get out of here, grabs her by the arm, and for the next few minutes spends her energy trying to save them both from the killer. Who is Skye's dad? And she knows it. Like, we know immediately when we see him. There's no mystery. It's like, dad, thank God. They just like let us know immediately yes. that. But like She's,
1: she says it.
0: They are running around the place, and no matter what a piece of shit Madison is, Sky keeps insisting, we're gonna get out of here, we're gonna be okay. She's not leaving her ass behind. And so you're thinking, maybe this is like the girls sticking together moment of the movie, but Madison will be Madison. Up to in the very end, and then subvert what you thought might be possible once again.
1: Let's put a pin in that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, mm-hmm. bathroom labeled damsels. First off, <laughs> yes. Uh, in a little knowing nod, mm-hmm. uh, we get. I think one of the best kills. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be real with you. I think it's one of the top five kills in any horror movie ever. I would. Oh. I would say that. I, if I were ranking them, it's very it impressive. It is. In it is. We watch. Um, the killer bludgeon a girl who this girl these these two women tried to or girls because they're mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Um. These two girls tried to set up Sky to yeah. be uh to walk into the bathroom and get uh fire like. Uh, they're going spray
0: her down with a fire extinguisher. Is a pretty fucked up thing to do to a person. And it's
1: especially sad because the way they did it was she spilled a drink on one girl, and you think she's being kind to her by being like, "Hey, maybe you should go clean yourself yeah. up in the bathroom." Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's some humanity here. And it's mm-hmm. like, nope, they're all fucking monsters. Yeah. So when the killer gets to the bathroom instead of Sky, mm-hmm. he bludgeons. This girl at while the door swings open and yeah. shut, you only get glimpses of it. She's in the this bathroom she's, door. She's in
0: the, she's in the big stall in the bathroom and he go, he like, he first hits her on the head. He just fucking crushes her. She stumbles back into the stall and, hits her head on the wall and leaves a blood trail as she collapses down. Yes. And then he follows her into the stall. She is slumped over the toilet. The camera is pulled back at this point, probably about to where the sinks would be. And as the door swings back and forth both ways, we just see him wailing on her skull with his fire extinguisher. The blood is spraying and her body's kind of convulsing each time he hits her. And she's wearing like a roller girl outfit. And
1: it's you know what happens?
0: Hardcore.
1: It's the other girl that set this thing up. Yeah. She gets decapitated while roller skating into a giant cake, blood shooting up in what is a surprisingly well executed effect for a movie that began with, remember, that first minute. Yep. Think, is this the same movie?
0: While Madison is like Receiving the adulation of the crowd For like speeches during her birthday The sushi cake This big sushi tower is being rolled out As everybody's looking at the sushi tower in Madison Sky has clocked That the other best friend Is coming out of the bathroom In severe distress She's walking toward her looking more concerned As the girl is skating toward the party Because she just found a her friend Beaten to death in the bathroom in a pool of blood She is roller skating her way Toward the party of people Sky is following her. The camera's tracking. And then fucking dad comes out of the wings, lops off the best friend's head with a double sided axe, like a medieval times axe. And the headless body continues skating.
1: It's amazing. It is a fucking masterpiece. And like, there's I...
0: kind of like slight body movements from the from the from the corpse because of the continued sort of like elect like synapses that are firing like just the body continues to move for a minute after it's been decapitated so it's like there's a phantom motion of continuing to skate still happening as the headless body looking very real careens into the sushi tower the sushi cake and knocks it over
1: so if you're tracking this every single person who has been killed is awful so, you know, I love it. At this film. point, the I, receiver, I love, the receiver has like, also
0: been killed at this point.
1: It is the receiver. Oh, the, right. Yes. Yeah. The receiver
0: yes. friend has also been killed at this point. Yes. And, and with was, no gay
1: joke at his death. I was waiting for that. And thank God, they were just like, no, you know what? We're going to dispose of this fucking piece of shit when yep. he pretends to be Sky's dad. Yep. Just to fuck with her. It's yeah. awful. So everybody who's terrible dies. And yep. what's and what is so terrifying about the performance of the killer is that the killer is so angry mm-hmm. that you can feel it in his body movement. He is acting fast and hard. And you know that anytime somebody sees him, it's gonna be the last time they see somebody. Yep. It is not a slasher where it's slow and maybe they'll get away. Yep. It is you have met your death. Yep. That's so it. there's one scene that I think is particularly terrifying and it's following the girl who was drunk. Oh, Um, man, that is
0: really good. Now,
1: the killer. So this 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 girl goes out and sees Madison has a car that's going to be given to her because she turned 16. And it is a beautiful, expensive car. I'm sure it has an expensive name. It's a
0: fancy Beamer sedan.
1: There you go. And she takes out her car keys and she scratches into it. Uh, what is it? My sweet sixteen. Yeah, or happy, happy sweet, sweet, sweet sixteen. Happy sweet sixteen. And yeah. she
0: like not just like one no, no, sprawling no, 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 no. line per letter. She is she carving, is carving it. happy sweet it is. sixteen into the fucking hood of this car.
1: And now look, nobody likes Madison at this point. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of a fucked up thing to do. Oh my but, god,
0: it's awesome.
1: But it's so gratifying to watch her do it. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing: the killer was actually in the car waiting for Madison to come outside. Mm -hmm. So he turns on the car Mm -hmm. and tries to run her over. He toys with her a little bit. It
0: starts with her sitting on the ground, because she's drunk. She kind of collapses down, sitting on the ground in front of the car, so her back's up against the front bumper. So when the car turns on, he starts pushing it little by little, and Uh it's pushing her body forward. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I was waiting for him to just start driving immediately, fold her in half, and then go straight over the top of her. It is That scene is fucking scary.
1: It is so scary because she can go left into a gate that is chained shut or she can go up into a stairwell that ends at a spiked fence that she's too drunk to clear.
0: Mm-hmm. And so she also, w- mind you, once she's up off the pavement and she realizes that she's being pursued, she tries running away, runs up against a wall, car fully crushes her legs. And then yeah. let's just say we won't belabor it through the power of adrenaline. She gets up and runs up the stairs to try and get away.
1: She is what what is so terrifying to me about the scene, and again, I wanna give the director credit because it's like she climbs around the edge of it and I am terrified she's gonna fall. We've seen the killer impale people, and they're all all the shots are shot through spikes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh my god, what is he going to do? Yeah. And her death is actually somewhat merciful compared to the others. Because I think he's kind of on her side.
0: (laughs) I think it's sort of like you're you can't not be a part of this, but like Right.
1: All cops are bastards. Right. So and actually, to speak to that, um, it's actually a line that Skye does say in the film. She wants to leave. She All this time, she mm. thought she wasn't normal. But it's, what she realizes is mm-hmm. all of that, yeah. that whole setup, that super sweet 16 setup, and yeah. everybody that participates, yeah. they're not normal. And she yeah. doesn't want anything to do with it. But you know what I realized tonight? <laughs> this isn't normal.
0: This is the freak show. And you're part of it. Scott.
1: And you know what? She ain't wrong. No. Because this is the thing Chris has been participating in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though he's his character, he is, Brig is great. Mm -hmm. Brig Brig is great. I see. Brig is great. But he's just now exiting this terrible, terrible thing that she is calling out and she is absolutely right about. Mm -hmm. Now, she wants to leave. And so who does she call? Her ride there, Derek. Her best, her best friend. friend, her best friend in the world who was totally there for her. What does Derek do? He says, I got to go find Lily and say goodbye. Yep. I need 10 minutes and yep. hangs up. Now, this is in a time when nobody has Uber. Yep. she is a 16 year old who doesn't. And she she throws her phone because she's mad. And I've done who hasn't done that when your phone's made of plastic. And he's
0: like, yeah, that's exactly... can't call
1: anybody. She fucked up. And now she's trapped here for 10 minutes while he goes in. So that was his chance. Mm -hmm. That was his chance to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And he made a choice. Mm -hmm. So what we have is kind of a real shit night for (laughs) Skye.
0: Yeah, it's really her... She and it's interesting how like because she's like, you know, as, as Derek expresses to her, like, you know, anybody who's anybody's going to be there kind of thing. And she's initially like she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to be a part of it. And then she's like, you know what? I am going to go. She thinks she's going to do this power play thing. She's mm-hmm. going to play the game. She's going to engage in the fuckery and she's going to she's going to win. And yep. mind you, this is all underscored by the fact that she's going back to the site. Of her childhood trauma where she watched her father kill people and then watched him get arrested and taken away. So right. the the whole landscape is loaded for poor Sky. So she goes and then she realizes after all this bullshit has happened, you know what? I'm not good at this game because I'm not one of these people. Yep. I can't I actually can't do this. There is no satisfaction to be gained from mm-hmm. lowering myself to the viciousness of this group of people, and I yes. just wanna go
1: home. So at the very end, when like tuning back into that little uh, that little showdown between Madison and Sky in the middle of the ring, yeah, and dear old Dad shows up mm-hmm. and he kidnaps the well. Before he does this, mm-hmm. there is kind of like this like cat and mouse that happens where Derek, the best friend, could have by the way one more moment, mm-hmm. one more chance, one more chance. So Brig throws himself in front of Madison and Sky, and mm-hmm. he's like, "You go, I like he he. I'm sacrifices- gonna distract him. Yes." He's gonna handle this. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. What gets interrupted is Derek turns on music really loud, mm-hmm. as if to be a distraction, and then Chris or Brig gets thrown off the balcony.
0: <laughs> he lands on a table, looking very dead.
1: By the way, it looks beautiful dead.
0: Looks beautiful. Dad. Looks beautiful
1: with a little blood on his face. I'm yep. just like, God damn, Can you? You got thrown off a balcony and you still look like the most beautiful man alive. No,
0: he is just. He is just. He was he, like, like God did not outsource that one. He he crafted <laughs> Zilka with his his own. That hand. was his own
1: hand. That yeah, that was his
0: own hand. And then he like takes both. Dad apprehends both the girls. Takes them down to the bowels of the rink. Ties them up. And that's where we have the final. Like, the final showdown ultimately the final showdown between hero and villain is actually the showdown between sky and madison where they're both tied to the same table and they're madison is insisting that your dad's going to kill us both when we actually have no indication that dad is there to kill madison no and, and dad is fact, there to kill sky at all
1: uh, dad's been protecting sky pretty well up until this point but she is tied up so what is it, what happens is madison kind of get or sky gives a pretty great performance here where she's like
0: doing this because you thinks you deserve it it's not true I tell him it's not true i tried to tell him madison i tried to tell him you're a good person i just got you all wrong it's true i, I am a good person
1: but then the twist sky wasn't convincing enough because it's just not true And you almost feel for Madison.
0: You do. You you get close, especially since they've pseudo banded together up to this point by Sky running about and trying to save her. You think maybe it's that bond, and that they're gonna they're gonna team up to resolve this. You're a bully, Madison. So I'm a bully. I'm a huge bitch. I don't deserve to die for that. And then dad walks up with the knife, reaches down and frees Sky's hands. And mm-hmm. he slams the knife down onto the middle of the table and he says, you do it. And she suddenly, Madison's life is literally in Sky's hands. And Skye has the knife in her hands. She's looking at her like frightened but kind of resolved. And you're like, oh fuck! Is Madison gonna become her dad? What's gonna happen now?
1: Is Sky it, gonna become her dad? Yeah, is Sky yes. gonna become her
0: dad? Like, is 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 the monster going to beget a monster? And instead, Sky, once again, this movie Does the your right expectations. Hauls off, launches the knife behind her, stabs, stabs her dad in, dad the, in the leg. leg.
1: And then runs under the table to free Madison. She's
0: trying to untie. She's trying everything frantically she can. to, and she keeps saying, "I'm, more, I'm trying, I'm trying."
1: Now, what and happens then, there? And is then some of the best dialogue I've seen in a horror film, it, <laughs> especially with Mean Girls. She's, you better untie me now. She's
0: I thought you were actually going to kill me. Will you hurry up, you idiot! I'm trying. This is all your fault. If you hadn't crashed my party, none of this would have happened. <laughs> Right I swear to God, I'll make your life a
1: living hell. <laughs> you are just and and just belittling her while sky tries to help wow. save In her life
0: progress of her trying to save her life until she just decides no actually yeah. you you you've know what? spent your chances
1: well she does get she actually she gets the the rope all the way off mm-hmm. you're right and then And then she tries, they throw like the thing on the dad and whatever. They're trying to get out of there. But ultimately, when she gets to the cage, Mm -hmm. like the outsides of it, she's like, you know what? No. And Mm -hmm. she fucking locks Madison in. She just shuts it. Uh huh. You can stay here. Mm hmm. And it it is. It feels so it's good. It's
0: so satisfying.
1: For anybody who has ever felt like an outsider, for anybody who has been called the things that mm-hmm. she calls her, who has been in a situation where a person in power speaks to them like that when they're mm-hmm. just doing the best they can. And
0: abusive people are abusive. Yes. And Madison would have continued to be abusive had she, she gotten a chance to, to live. There would have been no redemption. She's
1: like, you're a bully. hmm And it's true. And so she fucking walks out of there. AFI's Miss Murder is playing. Because it's 2009, so when she's walking out in slow motion, like like one of the many slow motion things, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, once she reaches the so, the police rush past her. It's Mm -hmm. just like in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and she is just cold. She is done. She is Mm -hmm. shut down, and she's looking like a badass. Mm -hmm. She is leaving as one bad bitch. She got Mm -hmm. there. As maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but she yeah. is leaving a fully realized sky. Yep. So Derek walks up to her, and we can't hear what he's saying because it's a slow motion, like you know, we hear AFI. But she turns away in the other direction of his face without even yeah. acknowledging his existence. Because he, He's like,
0: Sky, are are you okay? Sky, Sky, are are, are you? Oh, that's all right. right. What, what, what happened? And all she does is just walk.
1: Nope. She does not want to have anything to do with him.
0: Fucking walk.
1: Walks and the- what
0: does she walk she- to? Sam, what does Wait, she walk to? What does to? she walk to? She walks to Madison's brand new BMW. Oh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pulls the bow off the top, gets in, starts the car and in And, and an in an overhead shot. In an excellent moment, the 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 seed has been planted what a what a moment of cashing in on your ip overhead shot we just see the hood of the car that says happy sweet 16 scrawled in it
1: it's such a nice little moment after because in the final moment and between the two of them (laughs) she looks at madison and sky goes
0: have a super birthday madison i always knew you were a psycho you loser you're nothing you're nobody
1: Seeing that Followed by the walk Followed by the car With the overhead of the letters We are living For Sydney Prescott of 09 (laughs) Like she is A final girl I can root for Because to me she's queer
0: Super bitch
1: Yes she will send you a copy
0: Yeah (laughs) (laughs) She will send you a copy And it'll say have a super Super birthday. Have a
1: super birthday. Yes. (laughs) So there is an annoying little button on this movie, like all odds films, where but it but it's not it's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. So there's a hospital scene where Chris Mm -hmm. Zilka wakes up and it's very green. So we're like, okay, here we go. Twist he made
0: it. He made it. He
1: did make it. He did live. And um and a very like revenge season two looking um (laughs) guy shows up. Yes. And she's like being super weird touching his hand and he's alive and he's like, I'm so glad you're alive. And then mm-hmm. she
0: brutally
1: stabs him through the heart.
0: I mean, they, I mean, they give this scene a minute to breathe. Madison, oh, yeah. st- I mean, Sky stabs Brig <laughs> at least a dozen times. She I mean, is just it is. Re- ba- bam, 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 bam. She just keeps fucking stabbing him. <laughs> the scene just keeps letting her stab him.
1: It's you're not like, going to end.
0: Holy shit.
1: But Mm -hmm. then Chris Silka wakes up, or Brig wakes up, and realizes it was all just a dream. And what he's actually haunted by is his fear of her own possible mental illness.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. he has been listening all along to what the people have been saying about her and have been othering her for. Mm -hmm. And so his fear of who she is has Mm -hmm. actually manifested itself into a dream. And he Mm -hmm. looks over at the table, and she did come to visit him. And Mm -hmm. she left him a painting. Or a drawing painting thing yeah of, and it's,
0: of, of her, of her of her mm-hmm.
1: crying um so it's actually a really tender moment because it's it the the picture is really beautiful and it's mm-hmm. loaded with emotion probably a lot of what she was feeling then mm-hmm. and she left it for him to find so it's up to him what he's going to do with that it's true but it it's why i i why i can't dismiss this gotcha ending mm-hmm. because i do actually feel like it puts us it, it makes him more copable mm-hmm for being a part of all of this. It's true. In a way that I think even though he's great. He is the perfect guy. Like he is mm-hmm. just turning. It doesn't mean he didn't have a past. Yeah. You know and so it, it kind of leaves us with something to chew on.
0: Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie while I was watching it. Through this conversation, I have become a full believer in <laughs> the Criterion treatment, the Tyrion classification of. We suicide gotta suicide induct suicide. this film. I it's it's I see it, I see it, I believe it. I'm there for it.
1: I think a lot of films that we talk about on here. Um, stray a little far from the path for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um. And we and we make some assumptions, like because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the director's intention yep. is. Yep. If that's how we read it. Absolutely. But I don't know anything about this director, but what I will say is a lot of these decisions feel intentional when you watch them because okay. every character that is gets their comeuppance. Every mm-hmm. and there are arcs in everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It it just um, I gotta say this is a movie that is way better than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. The requirement was probably make a movie where there's a birthday party and a killer. <laughs> yeah. and, and what happened was so far yes. beyond that. The performances that are given are so beyond that. And I, I, I just can't uh, celebrate this film enough. I, I, I just. Listen. You deserve Sky. You do. You. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have had a hard year, friend. <laughs> yes. We, you have been through a lot. This is a pandemic. People mm-hmm. have tried to tell you that you are not who you are but you are you
0: are you they are
1: are not normal yeah walk out that building take that fucking car it is yours and let's burn it down
0: car go watch this movie Mm -hmm. it's worth it and you know i would i would we are ahead of it now but as this will come out on the day of your birthday have a super birthday sam
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you jordan
0: have a super birthday
1: thank you so much (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm so glad uh we've we've already started recording more episodes we're having a lot of fun um i i'm so looking forward to bringing this back to you guys because we're just having the best time with it um but where in the meantime can the people find you sam
1: you can find me at sam wyman on twitter and instagram you can watch my movies and Mm. uh you can if if you want to celebrate my birthday with me leave us a review yeah yeah, tell us what you think.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, you can do the, you can just, you know, for a present for me, because you like me and you like my monologues. You can, you can, you can leave that review and give a little five star rating. And again, if you're gonna leave a one star rating, at least leave a review and let us know why, so we can read it on air and take yeah. part in it.
1: Um, Absolutely, make yeah, it into please. a t-shirt. Yeah, we Listen.
0: love that. We love, we
1: love that.
0: it. Um, yeah, just do you. But uh, Twitter j o r c r u, and then the Patreon patreon.com slash Cruciola, where I am recently writing about uh, Taylor Swift and Taylor versions and in, in balancing that out with my action and horror content, you really, I mean, I have the range is, is simply what that means.
1: I wanted to say this. Uh, my boyfriend follows two people on Twitter. It's me and Jordan Cruciola. So if you are not following Jordan Cruciola, you are missing half of a good feed.
0: And I want you both, <laughs> to, I want everybody out there to just consider what sort of echo chamber one builds for themselves. They only following me and sam can you imagine and just like consider that just have that imagination (laughs) journey of what the world looks like if you were exclusively logging on to twitter and hearing from me and sam i
1: i'd say it was super
0: it was super it was super the feedback loop of us just boosting each other and responding to each other at certain points But be a part of that feedback loop with us, friends. Join us there. Join us there and um, get on the Ots tyrion bandwagon for my Super Psycho Sweet 16.
1: Goodbye.